Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Death by Stereo. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, djlittlerock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. Today on the program, speaking of entertainment, I have Imran Ahmed. Imran Ahmed from Project X. Oh, you've heard of Imran Ahmed. Oh, he's a rocker. Yeah, from Pakistan. Oh, and all over the United States, mostly in the South. I think he's in Kentucky now, but I'm kind of excited to give him a chat and find out what's going on with Imran Ahmed and Project X, the rocker. The rocker. He rocks, man. He rocks. I'm going to find out where he came from and you know what he's doing these days. This week's shows, I will be, oh, usually on Friday nights, I'm at the Rab, but this week, I'm at a middle school doing a middle school dance on Friday night. So I have uh, all about entertainment at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. So make sure you go out there for the video dance party karaoke jam. I'll be back next week. Don't you worry. I'll be back. <laughs> but I got to entertain the kids going to have some fun. And then Saturdays are made for weddings and parties. I do have a few Saturdays available. So if you'd like to have some entertainment, please give me a call 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at AOL.com. But uh, the best thing to do is to go to djlittlerock.com and check availability. Get your free price quote. All right. That's enough about me. Let's get into it with Imran Ahmed. I have a little bit of a cold, so you might uh, hear me uh, doing my D's, my N's like D's. So it it might sound like Imrad at some point, but uh, I assure you it's Imrad, Imran Ahmed with Project X. Let's get, I got him on the Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys, Dan Skyping Imran Ahmed, Project X, now. No, I, I want I want to see myself as well. Oh, okay. All right, fine. See yourself. Yeah. yeah. Imran Ahmed. <laughs> Project X. Yeah. The man, the legend. We got it all down. <laughs> it's good to finally be talking to you. <laughs> I mean, it took you coming all the, all the way from Pakistan uh, to Kentucky for us to chat. Yeah. And then here I am in Arkansas, not even in the same state. You just happen to be in the same time zone. And we got it all together because right. I know we were trying to talk a, a few months ago and, uh, yeah. you know, it was every time I wanted to set it up, it was like some crazy hour in the morning, like three o'clock in the morning. And you said, I got to get to work. <laughs> you know, that's really difficult to have on the same time zone, especially if you're living in a different part of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's times I have to do these on Sundays and, and, you know, do them early in the morning. So that way it's right in the evening. But time zones, that's just one part that you're dealing with coming from Pakistan to Kentucky. Tell me about. Yeah. All right. I, I know there has to be no difference between the people, the food, the, the, the climate. Uh, it, tell me the difference mm. between Pakistan and Kentucky. Uh, how has that uh, shocked you <laughs> or, or has it? <laughs> Uh, you see, I visited United States like seven or eight times before. So, like, I've been uh, coming to U.S. since 2009. And, uh, yes, 2009 was the first time I had, like, a very different culture and everything was so different for me. But coming over and over again, so I'm pretty uh, used to it. Now I'm getting used to it. 
and uh, people are very welcoming and they are very friendly in the United States. That's the best part about it. Well, even for me, coming from Miami, Miami is a a, a hub. Uh, so many different cultures melting together. If uh, America is known as the melting pot, uh, Miami has so many different types of people. In fact, I'm so many different yeah. types of people. I'm Cuban. I'm yeah. Irish. I think there's Italian in there. There's probably some French. So I'm so many types of people. But then I moved to Arkansas, and it was a little different, you know. So going from way down there, you know, to where it was so diverse to here where yeah. it's a little bit different. But, uh, I, you know, Pakistan, tell me about a little Imran Ahmed growing up. And by the way, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Nice to finally be talking to you. Uh, I've been perusing your videos all day long. There's so much Thank to get you. to in this podcast, but I, I think we'll stuff a little bit of it in there. But tell me about Pakistan. Uh, you know, and you, I guess it was, uh, was it Karachi, Pakistan? Yeah. Tell me about that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I grew up, I was born in Karachi, Pakistan. It's a, it's a very big city now, like thousands of people living there, huge city, and it's growing by leaps and bounds, you know. So uh, uh, I'll go back to my teenage, like I was 14 or 15 years old. That was mid 80s. In fact, late 80s, you can say 1986, 87, 88. Uh, <clears throat> I, one of my friends uh, who was uh, with me in the school, he brought a cassette. At that time, we never had any uh, CDs or anything. I, I'm I'm like an old school guy, you can imagine. Hey, so, I'm class of '86 myself. I think we're the same age. I, I'm uh, I graduated <laughs> in 1986. <laughs> right. So he uh, he handed over me a tape. It was a compilation of different musicians. Like uh, there were different songs of uh, different artists. And the entire album was like a rock album. So I had no clue what it was. But the moment I like uh, put it in my boombox, I was blown away by the loud guitars. That was something I never heard in my life. And nobody ever told me that guitar was like, uh, you can play it through the amplifier. The only guitar I would see on television back in Pakistan was an acoustic guitar mostly. So it was like, really weird to listen to some loud guitars and i went back to my friend and i asked him what this is all about he said that one of his cousins from australia he brought this and he will ask and let me know and then this happened and then he told me that the thing which you really like is an instrument called electric guitar and i was like oh wow that's something really awesome then I started listening to music. Then one of my uh, neighbors, he was like really into rock music. He introduced me to the real rock and heavy stuff, you know, like Metallica and Megadeth and uh, all these heavy bands. And uh, I started to figure out that what it's all about this guitar and everything. So uh, basically, one of my friends, he was becoming a doctor and he had a cheap acoustic guitar at his home. And whenever I would visit, I would try to play this guitar. It has like five strings on it. And uh, I really wanted to steal his guitar, you know. I thought that I'm going to take one day. I'm, because I was just a young kid. I was broke. I had had no money back then. So I would go at his place and would play for like a couple of hours. And uh, he would get, you know, annoyed. And he would say that, okay, that's enough, man. You, you may leave now. I have to study and all this. But I really pleaded him. I asked him if, you, if he can give me that guitar. So luckily, I borrowed that guitar from him. And I brought back at home. And I had no clue that the guitar had six strings. I thought that guitar had five strings because I had I, nobody ever told me we had no internet, no uh, YouTube, nothing as such. So I started playing that guitar. I used to like just bang the chords on that and, you know, try to make out weird noises. And uh, one day I went to a shop. It was a bookshop uh, in Karachi. So I was just going through the shelf and... In the corner, I saw some magazines and guys with long hair holding the guitar. I was like, what is this? It's got to be something interesting. <laughs> 
So I went there and I picked up the magazine. It was a hit parader magazine. And then there were a couple of magazines, circus magazines, hit parader, and some guitar magazines as well. Guitar World, Guitar Player. That was my encyclopedia to everything. That's how I started to learn each and everything. And uh, I'm a self-taught guitar player. Nobody has taught me. Maybe I just figured out uh, with the passage of time that uh, what guitar is and how it sounds and everything. Then I started going through those magazines. That's what really educated me that what uh, the music is all about. Imran, and, I mean, uh, let me stop. You, let me stop you there for a second during this story. This is a great story, by the way, and the, the origin story of Imran Ahmed uh, from Project X. Uh, but uh, I got to go back to that mixtape because back in that time, about in the eighties, that's how we used to to. Uh, if we didn't have a lot of money to buy records, we would record off of the radio or find somebody yeah. else who had a record or even an eight track yeah. tape. But uh, you got right. this cassette tape from Australia. I'm guessing maybe ACDC. What's on what's on it, that cassette tape? Yeah, it had uh, like a, it was a compilation album like of different artists. There was an, a song uh, with of ACDC, there was a song of Scorpions, there was a song of probably Deep Purple uh, and uh, uh, some uh, like different uh, bands from Europe. All these like different uh, bands from all over the world. So, uh no, this is a very The reason why No, no, this is a very important tape in your origin story that you you had these guitar driven uh, uh singers and bands uh because acdc exactly. for sure you know angus with his little shorts running across stage but playing yeah he, playing an sg that i've noticed a lot in your videos do you play an sg i know we're going a little forward in the story is that the is that the guitar that you like to play uh I, yeah i had SD, but then I traded with the Les Paul guitar. And now I have a Les Paul. Okay. And for me, yeah, Les Paul is like, it's my style because I'm more influenced by uh, Ozzy Osbourne, by Randy Rhodes, by Zach Wilde, all these guys who play Les Paul. So, uh, okay. and of course, Slash yeah. as well. Okay. And I know Zach Wilde has that one with the circles on it. It looks like, a, like it's uh, uh, going to hypnotize you with the circles but yeah, uh, yeah. I, do have, I do have that uh, i do have the less fall like the zach wild signature guitar but it's not it's not the original it's a copy no really <laughs> i think i don't think zach is going to part with his guitar no he's not going to give it to you Ron. as much as a nice guy you are uh, he's not going to give you his guitar but let me back up go ahead uh back to where you're playing your five string and tell me uh, i don't play a lot of guitar i had i had some guitars but they got stolen recently but that's okay that's another story uh you five oh. strings which string was missing because there had to be an empty space on the fret which one was missing that's a very interesting question the first e string was missing and i thought that the extra tuning key is just an extra thing i didn't know that <laughs> there has to be <laughs> that sounds like when so i'm building that, uh, i'm building furniture and i end up with extra screws and i say oh they always send extra <laughs> screws no problem <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh he's got an exactly. extra screw okay yeah. continuing on so, what you figured out there's there's another string uh somebody helped you string that or you learned it all by yourself you figured it out that that when i started reading the guitar magazine i got to know right away that guitar has six string and it's a broken string <laughs> then i was like okay i need to learn more about this so i uh there was a shop uh, in my area it was the only shop where everyone, every musician would buy their uh, like instruments and everything. So I went there and I brought the whole set of uh, strings, all six strings. And then I put all the strings and then that's where I learned to play properly. Like for two years, I was just fiddling around with the instrument. I wasn't very serious because I had my studies going on. And then there was a lot of pressure of uh, like, you know, uh, not getting away from my studies it and the exam examinations were around the corner so uh well tell, after two three well, wait days, wait before you go further tell me about that that uh, music shop because that sounds like a very important place if there's only one music shop 
that all of the musicians in town or in the area yeah. are buying. This is a place where you can get ideas. I know that there's a small music shop here in Conway, Arkansas, uh, Palmer, in fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Palmer. Mm-hmm. And that is a place right. where people can go, musicians, uh, you're a guitarist or you're aspiring to be a guitarist. Maybe you find a drummer. Maybe you find a singer. Maybe you buy you. Yeah. That, that's where bands can form and friendships can form yeah. but tell me exactly. did you have that experience in that music store uh, uh, there was only one music store it, the name was beatles and we had this only music store back then but unfortunately we were like uh, uh, just bunch of people who were into music and it's it was a small community and we we used to know each other so like uh, there wasn't any formal band kind of thing but we would go to each other's place to jam and uh, if there's no place to jam, we would sit in the car and we would jam. We would lock the car doors and we would jam inside. And it was very hot back then, oh, <laughs> like in sure. June. And yeah. Well, I'm, I'm guessing so, it, it is hot in, in June in those months in Pakistan. But, um, I mean, you're 15, 16 years old. Your parents, I'm sure they're telling you, make sure you get your studies done. And I want to tell the people yeah. that are listening right now, hey, it's good. Stay in school. You know, if you can play guitar. I know you've heard those stories where people quit school and they become millionaires, guitarists, but that's, that's one in a million, one in a million, yeah. stay in school, Absolutely. make your head smart, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yes. Go exactly. ahead. Continue. Yeah. So uh, we would like, uh, sit down and jam, uh, and we used to exchange ideas and everything. Then fortunately a friend of mine he was like he had a lot of money back then so his his like parents were rich he was a rich kid so he bought an electric guitar that was the first electric guitar from the same shop and uh, that's where i really sat down and i really wanted to learn and he was such a generous person he sold that guitar in half the price of what he bought. So he said, okay, this is kind of like, I'm not going to gift you, but you can pay me whatever you have. And he just gave it to me and I bought it from him. And that's where I got really serious. I was about 16 or 17 by that time. That's a good. And I was done with my high high school as well. Well, And that's where I got. Okay. Okay. Tell me. Okay, you said that he had uh, a lot of money. I want to know the, the a little bit about the, the demographics, the the economy of Pakistan. Where does the money come from? You're in Kentucky right now, and that's uh, bourbon, yeah. racing cars. You know, I think about Kentucky bourbon. You know, but uh, in Pakistan, <laughs> uh, where what is the industry? Is it tourism? Is it is it what what is it that makes Pakistan go? <laughs> It's, it's basically agricultural country. So, so like most of the economy comes from the agriculture and because like 70% of Pakistan is based on agricultural thing. So that's, uh, but the, the economy is not very good right now. In fact, it's everywhere like this now, but back then it was pretty good. And, uh, but we were fortunate enough to live in this city in the urban area of Pakistan. So we had more knowledge than the people who are living in rural areas or in the uh, in the countryside. Which means you, so, you have access uh, to culture and and books and music, and there's there's much yeah. more to see in a city. Uh, the the advantage is of living in a city is you have more people to bounce ideas off of. The disadvantage is some of those people might get jealous of the knowledge you have and rob you. Is that happen? right? Exactly. Exactly. And one of the uh, biggest disadvantage was the language. We don't speak, we are not English speaking country. Okay. We speak a different language. Yeah. What do you so speak? So that was the biggest. What's the, what's uh, we speak Urdu. Urdu. Give me an example of yeah. Urdu. Say, uh, uh, how are you today in Urdu? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll say, kya hal hai, Dan? Aap kaise hai? Khairiya se hai? Thik hai? Sab thik hai? <laughs> <laughs> to my ears that is such an interesting uh, language that's beautiful it's it, it, it certainly is different than english for sure uh, so it is, it is yeah. uh, but uh when you're it's, jamming it's when, w- when you're jamming in the car uh you're jamming you have a, gu- a guitarist you have uh somebody that's maybe drumming on the back seat uh maybe somebody uh, who's doing is yeah, singing. The, the, the drummer the drummer had just sticks and he would pound it on the uh, car seat 
So it was like, like a very weird jamming kind of thing, you know. Okay, so tell and me about. Like, okay, so tell me about the language barrier. You were going to go on with that. Yeah. Uh, now uh, I'll go a little further. Then we like there were three of us. We formed a band, and the first band was called Odyssey. So we named it Odyssey. Uh, that was a very first band. But the major problem was that. Since I was leading the band, I wanted to have all the music in English language. But the other two guys, they were reluctant and they wanted to have in our own native language. They said that if you want to sell your music, you have to make something for the people. I said I don't care. I grew up listening to rock music, to Western music, and I'm pretty much exposed to that. And I want to go international. And if you want to go international, you have to have an English music. So that was a dispute since day one. I reluctantly started like uh, composing music uh, in uh, my own language, and we used to write uh, Urdu lyrics as well. But back of my mind, I always thought that whenever I'm going to do my own thing, it has to be all English language. Since I've been writing poetry's, uh, uh, I was since I was about sixteen uh, or fifteen years of age, I've been writing poetry's in English language. Okay, well, tell me, so, Imran Ahmed, uh, where do you learn English? Is that something that's taught in school as a second language, or or something? You ha tell me about English. You learning English? Actually, I, I studied from a convent school. My school was uh, called Saint Patrick's High School, so it was all English school. So we have like uh, two different uh, mediums there. In uh, one is Urdu medium, and one is English medium. So the elite class, the high class, usually they go to English medium schools. But back then, my dad was in the government, so we could like afford to go to uh, English medium school. That's how I learned. And most of our teachers were like foreigners. Some were from like Australia. Some were from uh, Canada. Some were from different parts of the world. So that's how I got my English language uh, since I was child. Well, those and, are uh, that's how I learned the language. Th those are very different types of English. I mean, I know Australia has their kind of accent. Canada has their kind of accent. England has their kind of accent. And maybe if you had an American teacher, that would be a whole other accent. Uh, how does that affect you when somebody is saying, Epper, like uh, there was one person. I, I remember a, a, a story going around where uh, somebody, maybe it was Kentucky, maybe it was Alabama, somewhere in the south, the lady was saying, spell Ipper. And the kid was trying to figure out what was it that they were thinking. She thought maybe Apple, and she was saying Hippo. You know, so really there's a language <laughs> barrier even when speaking English. But I'm sure you had that that yeah. trouble as well, learning accents. Yeah, but I, I try to have a neutral accent, you know. Since I don't have any original English accent, I try to keep it clean and uh, clear so people can understand me. But here, ever since I'm here, I'm learning a lot of Southern accent. So, <laughs> Well, no, I think about the Rolling Stones, okay? Mick Jagger speaks so eloquently in his English accent, he's, he's very beautiful, he's very upper crust, but then when he starts to rock right. out on his rock and roll, you know, it's it it, it, it all sounds like rock and roll. The, that that yeah. English, very, you know, upper crust accent fades away. It all becomes music. Exactly. It all becomes rock and roll. Same with you. Yeah. You know, yes, even though I hear a little bit of a, of a Pakistani uh, accent, in your English, when you're singing, it's all rock and roll. You could not tell. Exactly. Just just like uh, Ozzy Osbourne, when you listen to Ozzy, you you could barely understand what he's saying. But when he sings, he's so clear, distinct. You can understand each and every word what he's singing. So beautiful, so beautiful. All right. Well, you're a young man yeah. in Odyssey. Does Odyssey go anywhere? What what kind of music are you playing? You got a little bit of uh, some Udu music, maybe a little bit of uh, some local music. You're trying uh, the band. You're you're making sacrifices. You're making compromises. Some English, some Urdu. You know. Yeah, exactly. We we were like this. Like half of the songs were in English. Half of those songs were in my own language, Urdu. So we were like doing mixed stuff, but most of the stuff was Urdu then rather than English, you know, because they were in majority and they would like really force me to do <laughs> the local stuff. But uh, that band lasted for about a year and a half, maybe. And uh, I had to quit because 
my heart wasn't there i really wanted to do something else i wanted to go somewhere else then another uh, phase in my life came where i started to learn uh, eastern classical music on my guitar that was a very interesting phase of my life i met a person who was a very trained eastern classical singer he would like sing he would like shred from his vocals it was unbelievable the guy would like go on and on and on and i thought i'm going to do some experimental music with him then i formed a band with him intentionally i formed a band called garage meaning thunder garage meaning thunder okay yeah it's an urdu word which means thunder in english so i formed that band with him and it was uh, i'm going to share you the video as well it was like he was singing eastern classical modes and scales and i would like follow him whatever he was singing it was a fusion of eastern classical and rock that was something really contemporary and like something fresh and new and that landed us a gig at royal albert hall in london i performed in front of 5000 people in at royal albert hall Oh, that had to make you feel good. I mean, but I love that blend. Okay, I'm, I speak Spanish. Well, I speak Spanish poorly now, but when I was growing up, I'm from Miami. I'm half Cuban, so I spoke Spanish and English, and my favorite music was the blend of Spanish and English yeah. growing up in that culture. And I, I hear Haitian yeah. music and even you know, uh, you know music from the Middle East and African music. It, all those blends of music together it just makes you feel good exactly. so you're mixing music and you're hey you're playing five thousand people in england at albert hall yeah. what right, right. <laughs> crazy yeah that concert was basically a charity show for the earthquake like in back in 2005 there was a massive earthquake in pakistan Ooh. and we had to raise like uh, the charity the funds for the people in pakistan so we raised about 50000 pounds in one night in 2005 and i was live on bbc and uh, cnn and so many channels in uh, uk so it was like a really rock kind of treatment you know that was my huge major gig you can say performing at royal albert hall itself is a very very like an honor for me well, so you're playing, was, yeah, you're playing in front of all those people and for a good cause, for sure, helping out earthquake yeah. victims. You always have to try to give back if you can, but you're on television. Uh, did any of your family yeah. and friends get the opportunity to see you play on television? Oh, my, my friends were like, they were going crazy and they didn't realize that I could go that far. <laughs> so they were like really happy and probably they had a mixed feelings that uh, I can go this far and I can make it really. So like we were pretty famous back in the local scene and uh, I was like uh, on the news uh, all the time and I was on the local newspaper, the biggest publishing of Pakistan, Dawn newspaper. So I had my like cover photos there and we were like pretty good. Then, you know, uh, there's a saying that once a rocker is always a rocker. So <laughs> I just had this band for about two, three or five years almost. Yeah. And we had one album only. I released one album. But after five years, I said, no, I have to get back to my roots, which is rock and roll. This is what it's all about. <laughs> okay. So that one album, was that actually on vinyl and cassettes? And, and you know, this is it 2000. It was on the CD. On CD. And this, you know, 2005, yeah. we're already in the electronic age. Uh, I know exactly. when I, I used to work turntables when I was a kid. And it, by 2000, oh. I was working all digital. So, yes, I understand. Wow. It was all CDs back then for sure. So, uh, but did, yeah. you, did, 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 did it take off? Did, uh, did you get some airplay? Some people uh, enjoyed it? Yeah. Or, yeah, in Pakistan, we were pretty well known. Like people, we, we would like, we were invited to different shows on television and we had print media. A lot of print media was there. So we were quite popular back because we were delivering something unique and people were like really accepting it. Even we started to become famous in India as well because our culture is pretty similar to India's culture. We were like one country back then before the partition. We were like one, India and Pakistan was like a one country. So there's a lot of similarities between Indian music, Indian culture and Pakistani music and Pakistani culture. Even the language is pretty much the same. So 
except when you write there's a difference in writing but when you speak it's pretty much like what i am speaking so if you meet any indian person he would speak like me well i'm i'm hearing in my head if i listen to indian music i'm hearing a lot of sitars is that do you play yeah. do you play that as well or did they the person that that you were playing with that had the eastern classical was he playing a sitar or a guitar or was it all vocals no he was all vocal and i was backing him with the guitar and i was trying to play rock music uh, like uh, with distortion and everything you know so that would really give a different taste and a different blend it was really unique so this is the reason why people started to dig our music and they were like digging and they were really loving what we were doing but after 5 years i thought that uh, i want to do something which is very close and personal to my heart i don't care if i sell i don't care if people would listen to me but if, as long as i'm satisfied with what i'm doing that's what really matters so I started to listen to my heart. I said, "Yes, I'm going to start writing the song." And in 2011, I built up my own studio, home studio back in Karachi, and I said that I'm going to work and focus myself on what I really want to do rather than listening to what is going on around me. And I started writing music. Well, Then let me let me person, let me stop you there. Let me stop you there. Your yeah. your your studio at the house at 2011 yeah. is it all electronic or is it uh, is it all digital or is there analog are you going real to real or is it all it, on it computer? was all it, it was all digital okay all right continue yeah so i started writing music then a friend of mine he was a musician he called me up and he said he want to record something at my studio i said come over he came and he brought his friend with him so the two guys came and uh, his like his music was in urdu and there was a small part where he would sing english and that's what that other friend would sing the one who came so when he sang in english i was really impressed by what i listened i thought that i'm going to steal that guy and form a band with him <laughs> his name was melvin melvin clements so i called melvin i said that melvin if you're interested in working with me i have this music let me know and he he said okay i'm going to come over to your studio we're going to have a cup of tea and then i'm going to listen to your music we sat down and he started to listen to my stuff and he was blown away by what he listened he said i'm going to work with you and i'm going to form a band with you i said great man that's great then we started working on english music i told him from day one i said i'm not going to do any urdu song if you agree i'm going to do english music only so he agreed and we were on the same page he said i want to get an international break so we started writing music we wrote about 11 10 or 11 songs and we used to jam and then we formed a band that was the real band called project x hey. that was my real band <laughs> yeah and that's 2011 and we would like play, okay yeah we would play in different colleges in different universities in different like places and clubs and everywhere in karachi so like we were really getting popular uh, underground you can say we were more like a, an underground popular band and uh, many people knew me with my previous band garage so there wasn't like uh, much efforts to you know expose myself since people already knew me and uh, then uh, we started to jam and we were like uh, doing concerts and everything but unfortunately melvin started to get sick he would never turn up he would never show up to uh, uh, the jammings and all this so i asked melvin that if everything is all right and he uh, revealed to me that he had a rare disease called plastoanemia oh. it's like a yeah it's like a blood cancer so in 2016 he went to the hospital and uh, he could never make it he passed away then wow what a heartbreak oh my goodness i'm so sorry yeah. about your friend oh. yeah so i i had a vision with him and we were like on the same page and suddenly somebody just died you can well imagine how upset i got i was so frustrated at at that time that i thought i might quit the music but thanks to my wife she really encouraged me she said no you have to 
keep the legacy of Project X. You have to keep going with that. Then uh, no, these are, my song these are crazy. beautiful. These are beautiful people. You know, not, not just your wife that told you to keep going, but also the the friend who happened to have a little bit of money that gave you the guitar uh, for a, a better price. These are people, exactly. little touch people in your life that tell you to keep going those 5,000 people at, at Royal Albert Hall, you know, everybody needs to know they have to support their local artist. If somebody says, Hey, I'm going to have a, a show on Friday night. Can you make it? And you say you can make it, make it be there. Exactly. It's so important. Exactly. It keeps you going. Very right. It's good that you had these you people. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, something like you, you don't feel at that time, the people who are helping you out, but small things can make a big thing eventually. Yes. So your so, wife told you to keep going. That's beautiful. Exactly. So uh, my wife really encouraged me and she said, I'm going to support you no matter what, but you have to continue the legacy of Project X. And I was like, thank God somebody's there to understand me. And she's since that day, she's been really supportive of me. She supports me in everything I do. So uh, in 2016, after the passing of Melvin, I thought that I'm going to release the song online. The first song with I, uh, which I did with Melvin was What Am I? So I released that song online and uh, out of nowhere, I received an email from an independent uh, award show that that song has been nominated for the, uh, that was the Josie Music Award and it was nominated in 2016. And I was like, oh my God, that's a dream come true, you know? And because you're, you're I still always in Pakistan. Have... You're still in Pakistan at this time. Yeah, I was still in Pakistan. And you, But yeah. you had been coming back and forth since 2009 to the United States. Yeah, since 2009. Yeah, okay. exactly. Continue. Yeah, but, but, the, but, uh, but uh, the time when this uh, song was nominated, I was in Pakistan. So that was my very first big international break in the United States. And I was like, by God, that's, that's really what I really wanted to do. You know, because I grew up listening to all this American and British music. So it's very obvious that I want to have a break here in the United States. And that's where all things started to roll, you know. Uh, then in 2017, again, I was nominated for the uh, JMA, the Josie Music Award. And I won the World Musician of the Year. Yes. I won that award. <laughs> yeah. All these little accolades, they, they keep you going. They keep pushing you forward. Keep going. I love it. Keep going. Yeah, exactly. Then I had like almost uh, 10, 11 songs with Melvin and I uh, released them one by one all on the uh, social media on different platforms. And I got a lot of airplay from different places. And in 2019, I was nominated for another uh, organization, International Singer Songwriter Associations, ISSA. And in 2019, I won uh, male rising star award wow. <laughs> then uh, i came to atlanta georgia and we attended the red carpet show and it was unbelievable throughout this journey i'm, I'm going to mention some people who really helped me out one of my friends the first person i would mention is don balch he has his own production house uh, called dnd productions he happens to be in nashville he lives in tennessee when in 2009, I stayed at his place for about 20, 25 years, uh, 25 days, sorry. Uh, so we really had a fun time there, you know. Then there's you, another were, person. Well, back then, were you playing music uh, with him? Were you recording? What were you doing at D&D? &D? Uh, I'm like a part of D&D &D Productions. They promote different artists from all over the world. They have people from Russia. They have people from Canada. They have people from United States, from Pakistan, myself and like from different places and they are like a uh, promotion company they promote artists but they are like very legit and they are really awesome people very good so i was like with them and uh, i'm still with associated with them and i'm also the now i'm also the representative and the admin of uh, issa as well international singer songwriter association and yeah, for, i would like to mention one more person well, before you yeah. do before uh, i, I want to know i want to let you let the people know that that are listening that independent artists uh, some a lot of times they don't get recognized with the grammys with you know the 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 so, quote unquote the larger 
uh, music industry. So the Josie Awards and the ISSA, those are important yeah. to keep the independent artist going. You know, you get nominated exactly. and it's beautiful. But continue with your exactly. shout outs. I like I like that you give credit where credit is due. Continue. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, and I would like to give a huge shout out to one of my friends, Linda Erico Centeno. She she is really an awesome person. I think I met you through her. She was the one who uh, yeah, you, who referred me to you. And that's how we got connected through her. Then there's another friend of mine who did most of my videos. She like did most of my videos. She is uh, from Israel. Her name is Hagit, Hagit Castle. She has done like 80, 90% of my videos. Uh, I give her the credit that she has done. And uh, currently, recently, I did a peace song, which is like, which was my, <laughs> uh, you can say my baby, my project, which I've been working for so long. So the, in peace song, I have like different people from uh, like United States, Pakistan and other places. And they have just come to one place. It's more like, we are the world kind of thing, you know? You know, growing up my whole life, you know, I know that there was, there's always battles all over the world, but I remember the thing that I've, that kind of a through line through my whole life is peace in the Middle East, peace in the Middle East, maybe because it rhymes, but there's always conflict there. Uh, you know, people, there's a struggle, but this song, yeah. oh my goodness, I'm so glad you're bringing this up. You're bringing so many artists together and it is kind of a exactly. we are the world type of thing. I encourage people. It's exactly. six, six minutes and 20 seconds of pure love and joy. Exactly. And my goodness, the yeah. whole world needs to come together and listen to this song. But go, continue. Exactly. Just like my friend Don, he says that music knows no boundaries. So this was our motto. This is the motto of DND, and this is a tagline of DND as well. That music knows no boundaries. A musician, it doesn't matter if he's from Russia, if he's from Africa, if he's from Germany, if he's from United States, if he's from Pakistan, if he's from India, they all speak the same language. So the peace song was all about getting together in harmony and love. So that was my main goal to release the peace song. And I'm so happy it went out so well. We had so many good musicians. She's a very good friend of mine. She's a jazz musician and artist from Nashville as well. She did her part. Then one of my very good friends who has her own band, it's a Led Zeppelin tribute band, Living Loving Led, uh, Natasha Nice. She did her part. Then one of my friends, Siddle Crossling, uh, Siddle Crossley from Pakistan, she did her part. And uh, there were many artists. I'm sorry if I cannot remember all of them. So all of them did their part and it turned out to be such a beautiful peace anthem. And I'm glad and I'm so proud of it that at least this world needs peace right now. Enough of this, uh, you know, fighting and war. It's not going to take us anywhere. And if we can produce something positive with the music, why not go for it? Well, I'm seeing, you know, that it is various artists and it was put out uh, back in, in 2022, just last year, mixed, right. mixed and mastered yeah. by Munir Khan. Where is where is Munir Khan uh, located at? Yeah, Munir is a very good fr uh, friend of mine. He happens to be in Karachi, Pakistan, and he always he's a big fan of my music. And he said, uh, Imran, you have to give me this song to mix and master because I'm going to do the whole work. So I gave him that song and I did, he did all the mix and master. Well, and the best job. part about this song is uh, that uh, Natasha Nice she uh, asked me that I want to do the entire song as a solo thing, you know. She said, I did my job with the various artists and I want to redo the song in my own way. So again, we did the peace song with just Natasha and I. So that, that was another really really uh, like amazing thing you know i was so blown away by she's a very talented artist absolutely talented well i like when artists go and revisit some of the songs that they've done back in the past and they uh they put yeah. them out in different ways uh you, the lounge singing type way a hard rock way a jazz way maybe something with a a, a rumba beat or something that's you know maybe got an early feel or feel yeah uh, but uh you know i'm a child of the 80s i told you i'm class of 80s 
six MTV right. uh, music videos. Who is uh, Haggit exactly. Castell, who did the video production? Right. She she Haggit is from Israel, and uh, she approached me through Facebook as well. And she was like really really excited, and she was fascinated by my music. And she said, Imran, is it okay? She herself is a video pro uh, producer. She does a lot of video production for different artists as well. And she has won so many awards, uh, like the Film Festival Awards in different places uh, around the world. And she's very, very talented. And she said, Imran, I love your music and I really want to be a part of your team. I said, okay, go ahead. So that's how I met her. Most of the people I met was through online, definitely. And uh, it's more like a team, you know, and I've collaborated with some of the amazing musicians. I've done like seven or eight songs with a band called Three Days in the Grave. They are from uh, Los Angeles. Greg Whitestock, he's a very good friend of mine. He did all the vocals and I did all the music. And thanks to technology that I, I would produce everything uh, in my country and would send there and they would do the vocals there and we would mix and master and then uh, it turned out to be one great track, you know. It's amazing. This and, digital, and I, yeah. We could do stuff all over the world and, and maybe not even meet each other. You could have vocals exactly. sent in from all over the world. But who is uh, yeah. Mike Mike Ripke? He's the one that wrote the song. Tell me about him. Yeah, he, he is a friend of mine. He's a veteran, I believe. And uh, he approached me and he said, these are my lyrics. And if you want to write, uh, make a music out of it, I would really appreciate that. So I was so fascinated. I loved the words. They were so pure and so like uh, I, it was all about peace and love. I thought that I'm going to make a beautiful song out of it. Then originally Melvin and I created that song. And then after the passing of the Melvin, I made it as a tribute to Melvin Clements. So that was like, it has been done three times, you can say. Originally, it was sung by Melvin, and then the various artists came in, and then Natasha, she did uh, another version of the same song. So we have like three different versions of peace song here. Well, I have the uh, the special thanks at the end of the videos. Linda, Arico, uh, and then uh, uh, Shasta Imran. <laughs> Um, she's my wife nice time run she's oh, my wife that's so nice michael tobin <laughs> kit wakely yeah, hunter lot oh my goodness all these heavy hitters that i've just recently got the pleasure of meeting at least online some of them i've had on the podcast but not not many i'd like to get a few uh brawny uh sharice sadell yeah uh, natasha knees jasmine xavier it's all all there you're giving credit where credit is due people helping people and that's beautiful collaboration and and i'm honored and i'm honored to have kit wakely on my peace song in the end who just won the grammy 2023 grammy winner kit wakely so, so i'm like my god he's a legend yes and you're a legend imran ahmed oh so i knew this is going to be a wonderful podcast and a, a wonderful conversation and i'm so glad that we finally got it together and a big thanks to linda for putting us together i'm pretty sure she was the one that that uh got us to got us to talking at least online but uh my exactly. goodness so what are you doing in yeah. kentucky tell me about uh what's your experience there you said you're going to be there for uh, a little bit tell me about what's going on in kentucky right now yeah right now i'm here and uh, uh i'm trying to form a, in fact i have formed a band with one of my very good friend uh david pollard and this band is called encounter so basically i'm here to probably work more on the songs and we might uh, you never know we might start touring in Nashville or Tennessee very soon. So this is my main reason why I'm here in Kentucky to promote my band and to work with the band and with the guys because I feel that living like thousands of miles away, I couldn't do much. So this is the best time and the right time for me to get together with my bandmates and start working on the songs. And David Pollard, you must check out his previous band as well, Cheering Tokyo. He is an amazing songwriter and a very amazing vocalist. Like, he's awesome, totally awesome. So we are like, we have almost finished the album. There are probably one or two songs left. And it's in the mix and the master. Once the album is done, we are on the roll, man. We'll start, like, <laughs> going crazy with everything. And hopefully, I'm like trying to plan out to meet the guys very soon in Tennessee 
and then we might have like we'll meet up and then we'll have a plan what to do and how to go about in the future oh they're gonna love you man but uh so is did the wife make it uh out there or, or she's still stuck in pakistan <laughs> no my my whole family is here yes. two of my kids yeah. Omar and Zainab and my wife Shaista all are here. Well, I'm so, so glad there. At least your boy was here. He's the one that helped to uh, set up the video. I appreciate him so much. <laughs> yeah, my my boy, he has his own channel where he like does all the video games and all this stuff. You know, Tell it's it. called I, Baby I'm, Tech. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm a gamer myself. I play Fortnite way too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a full-time gamer and he has his like he give reviews on different uh, games and everything and i'm gonna share his channel with you where, uh, after we are done with this podcast no so tell me the name and, of the channel again yeah, the channel is baby tech x t-e-c-h-x baby tech x, x i like yeah. it baby tech x is the son of project x Oh, how sweet. <laughs> That's beautiful. And my daughter, my daughter, Zainab, she herself is so talented. She has her own channel where she, it's all related to education. She's only 13 years old right now. And she has her own educational channel by the name of Study Mission. So study and animation, if you combine, it becomes study mission. I love it so much. Oh, the kids are getting so much smarter, younger and younger. Oh, they are. Just recently, I, yeah. had a, I had a podcast with uh, a nine-year-old uh, author and a five-year-old author of children's books. Wow. I've never written one book. They've written several books. These kids are getting too smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when, we, were, when we were back, in the days when we were nine years old, we were just eating mud, you know? We had no idea yeah. what was going on. I was playing in the dirt. I guess that's why I don't have COVID, guys. I played in the dirt uh, my whole life uh, outside. Same <laughs> Yeah, exactly. All right. Imran Ahmed, I mean, I, I know this is not going to be the last time that we talk. I want to. Uh, I want you to come back as time progresses. We got a little bit of a, an idea of your life story how things started with Imran Ahmed and Project X and the, tr the, the trials, the tribulations and the tragedy, you know, 2016, you know, just, you know, just the whirlwind that becomes a life of experience. And then it goes into songwriting and song making, and that's what you have. But uh, you've already given Thank a bunch you. of shout outs to people uh, along the way. Usually I, I finish things off with the shout outs, but uh, let people know how to get a hold of you. Can they can they get a hold of that first album by Project X uh, with Melvin, uh, the late great Melvin, or you know, or can yeah. they can they get a hold of that? Is it all on your website? I think I have all the social links and I'll put them in the show notes. But tell me how how you want uh, people to get a hold of you? Yeah, um, mostly uh, all of my music is on all the website, uh, different uh, platforms, social media platforms like Apple Music, Spotify, and everywhere you can find them. YouTube. And uh, of course, I have a Facebook page as well, which is called Imran Ahmed Project X. And uh, I have a website, www.imranprojectx.com. So that is my website as well. Well, tell me about the, the, the social media and the, the different platforms. Uh, you know, as an artist, who is showing you the most love? So I can direct people to that site, you know, because I do have the Spotify, the Apple, the SoundCloud, Sound Better, uh, Indie Collaboration, DistroKid, iHeart, you know, all these different uh, mediums. But which one, you know, when, when you put the music out there, they're giving you some money back so you can live. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, Spotify, I believe it does. But uh, uh, since, you know, there's not that much money in all the platforms, whether it's Apple Music, you just get few cents, I believe. <laughs> but, but it is what it is. You can't do much about it. But we, like I'm trying to uh, go into uh, like music, movie scores and all this as well. I'm trying to create some music for the movies. So that is going to be really awesome. In the future, I, I'm going to see myself like uh, working for the Hollywood movies and all this. Well, I, just, I don't know. I just recently long. heard about Sync, 
you know, where people put their music into sync. Ah, I see. I, to, I have no idea. I haven't heard of that. Well, that's uh, where where the uh, the Hollywood movies and uh, you know, really, movies aren't Hollywood movies anymore. You can make a movie in Kentucky if you want to, and it's still a Hollywood exactly. movie. But uh, yeah, I, I think sync is one of the platforms that musicians are putting their music into, and hopefully. You know, they, they they get licensed out from there and they get a, a good piece oh. of the money. So you might look into that. But how, how are you get trying? Like how are you trying to get your music into Hollywood? Otherwise, yeah, uh, we have already. Uh, I have a friend, Lisa Lee Martin, and she has uh, produced a, a mini series called Hunting Jessica. So she has taken my song, which I collaborated with a very good friend of mine, Ricky Davis. He's from Minnesota. And uh, we collaborated on a song and she loved that song so much. So she uh, she wanted that in her own mini series, Hunting Jessica. And this is like the stepping stone for me to be in that movie thing, you know. At least I broke the ice. <laughs> so well, I like that. There, there's a I, lot of... Yeah, a lot of teamwork. Uh, like, uh, well, I mean, the big one you hear is Tim Burton and Danny Elfman. They're always making movies together. Tim Burton will be the director, and Danny Elfman will be the scorer. And then you, you know, of course, uh, George Lucas and John Williams. You know, they they've made all the Star Wars movies together. You know, until exactly. you know, but so you could exactly. that could be your thing, Jessica and Imran. Uh, Imran, hello. <laughs> Yeah. And probably I'll go for Netflix as well. I would really love to have my music in Netflix uh, since it's like a very popular thing and everyone's like watching Netflix and all this. So, yeah, th these are my like future plans. But right now I'm focused for my band as well and some of the uh, stuff which I'm doing. I recently uh, done a song with Tracy Bickford. She is an amazing artist. Uh, she's from Florida, I believe. So she's really, really awesome. I did uh, two, one, uh, two songs with her. So I'm making a video with her. It's called a Deja Vu. The song's title is Deja Vu. I so like that. I'm working on that. Uh, you know, I, I, I do uh, music videos whenever I do gigs, uh, when I DJ at parties, like on Friday nights, I'm mm -hmm. at the Rab in Conway uh, playing music for oh. them, but then I'll put music videos up as well. So, uh, yeah, any music videos that come out from Imran Ahmed and Project X and your various things, uh, bring them to me. I'll go ahead and uh, put them up on the screen and let people know, and they'll say, who is that? And I'll say, oh, that's Imran Ahmed. Project X, go look him up. Go buy some records. Uh, go buy a T-shirt. Make some. You know, he needs some money uh, to take care of his wife and his kids. <laughs> That's beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your support. All right. Yeah. Well, any other avenues you want to explore before we wind this thing up? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to another friend of mine, Georgia Paris. She is really an awesome singer-songwriter, and she's working with some of the best producers and musicians around the world as well. And I hope to, I have done one song with her and I've done another song with her and I hope to do a few more songs with her. So the collaboration is really something which I enjoy and I've done a lot of collaboration with so many artists that like I've done about 20, 25, 30 original songs with all the artists. There's another artist, uh, Mick Stanhope. He, wa he was an actor as well, I guess, I believe. So I did three or four songs with him as well. I did a whole album with Broniger McDaniel. It's called Daydreaming. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. And when I went to uh, Nashville in 2019, I uh, went to her place and we did a video together at her place. So that was another really awesome experience for me. Well, so, I, 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 uh, saw, I saw the video of people thanking you for peace. And, you know, Linda and Bronnie was there definitely. And all these other people that, uh, yeah, they seem like there's a lot of good characters, a lot of good people that you're surrounding yourself with that are pushing you forward, yeah. that are helping you. You're helping them. You're helping each other. Exactly. That's the way this music com so community should be. Yeah, exactly. I'm so honored to work with them. They are a bunch of really talented people. And every time I collaborate with someone, I get to learn a lot from them. So it's always an ongoing, learning is an ongoing process. And I really believe in that, that learning has to go on and on and on. Once you say that you know everything, that's the end of you. You don't grow much. So you keep learning uh, for your entire life. And I can say, like, I have been through a lot in my life, 
especially coming from a very different background then accepting a different culture accepting a different language and making a different music while being somewhere else you know that's not easy like living in a different country and doing just the opposite of what you uh, like you, i was like a misfit a loner you can say an outcast uh, but one thing was there that was persistence perseverance i thought that i'm not going to give up no matter what happens there was a lot of rejections a lot of no a big no from so many people around the world and everywhere but i thought that music is my life and i'm not going to give up and i'll keep on doing till my last day there's no retirement in music i believe imran abed you're a man of the world you're bringing people together uh, through your music and through your styles through your talents and i appreciate that so much all right hey we could Thanks. go on and on and on and on forever but we got to wind this thing down at some point and uh you know i do want you to come back at some point uh, you know if you have more things to promote uh, more projects you know we could spend a few minutes uh, chit-chatting about that as well but imran ahmed i always like to finish these things off with last words for the people this could be words to live by something you heard a long time ago maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time Imran Ahmed, Project X, last words for the people. Yeah. Uh, the last word I must say that do not give up no matter what happens. It's like, uh, it's not okay to regret, you know, afterwards. But you fail, you cry. You fail, you try. Keep on trying. That's what it is. It's all about doing it again and again and again and again. And believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. Well, there you have it, party people. What a cool dude. Imran Ahmed. Oh, Project X and beyond. Started out with Odyssey and uh, was it the garage? Uh it was like John, John, John garage. Oh, I need to look. I need to go back and, and look at some of those projects, but, uh, you know, follow him on, on all his social media, especially the YouTube. I'm a video type of guy. His YouTube is full of uh, good things, but hey, please go to Spotify. I, I think, uh, Justin Bieber did this when he came out with one of his songs, he said, just put it on repeat and go to sleep. <laughs> Is that a way to cheat at Spotify? No, Spotify. We're not cheating. We really, we're listening to the music as we, as we go to sleep. So, uh, put Imran Ahmed's, uh, song on Spotify on repeat. And, uh, you know, as you go about your daily business, just listen to his song over and over and over. <laughs> they got to make some money. Okay. I know they always say, Oh, I'm not in it for the money. I do it for free. No, you can't do it for free. You got a family to take care of and uh people aren't selling records anymore uh, it's all streaming and you know maybe buying some merch and of course going to a live show so uh stay tuned to uh imrod imronprojectx.com and his instagram at imronprojectx pretty much everywhere imronprojectx facebook twitter and he'll let you know uh, if there's a live performance coming out so support your local live artists and help them to continue doing what they do. I appreciate it. I appreciate going to a show and uh, having all these people having a good time in front of me. So I know that uh, these live musicians appreciate the same way. You go to a show, you're feeling good because of the music that is being played for you. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a mutual, uh, mutually beneficial people helping people taking care of each other and i love that he came up with this song that well I, I i know it was written by someone else but i love that peace is one of his songs peace is the is is the song of, of one of the most recent songs and it was collaboration kind of a we are the world kind of a usa for africa type of thing kind of a uh uh, uh, uh what was it band-aid type of thing helping out you know people helping people but I, I always finish these things off with uh, saying peace. So uh, I guess I will. Con uh, thank you so much, Imran Ahmed, for being on the program. I, I appreciate you. And I look forward to talking to you again and, and uh, learning more about you, even more.
Yeah, but uh, now that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com, and, uh, you know, peace in the Middle East. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. A dog was the first in space, and a sheep, a duck, and a rooster the first to fly in a hot air balloon. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag what makes you famous follow on facebook at what makes you famous follow on instagram at what makes you famous follow on twitter at makes famous and follow on youtube at keys dan leave what makes you famous podcast a review and subscribe listen to what makes you famous podcast on podbean itunes youtube stitcher google Podcasts, and spotify and almost anywhere you find podcasts tell your story on my podcast what makes you famous call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time you can support what makes you famous using the paypal link paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com. thank you for listening tweet tweet yo follow radio what on twitter at radio what twit tweet tweet yo 